Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight. Got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to Home Dad Chat. Tonight is going to be one for the ages for sure. I have got the four board nominees for this year's convention who are all up for vote and uh, we are filling three spots. So fortunately, one of you is going to be you know, getting the ax completely, but that's okay though, because we're really hoping that you'll stick on and actually help out and volunteer in other ways. Cause that's the one thing that keeps this organization going is volunteering. And, you know, just because you don't get voted in, doesn't mean that you can't continue to help out in other ways. And then, you know, down the road, if, uh, you know, like Danny decides that he wants to quit on us at the end or something like that, then you got somebody to fill Yeah, that's right, Danny. I'm coming after wow. you. Wow. <laughs> so yeah so danny is with us tonight just uh for anybody that's listening that's not watching so uh but he's uh he's one of the the nominees tonight or not or one of the nominees for this year we've got uh sergio rosario diaz he's also a nominee alex mustico is that did i say your name right or did i mess it up mustico mustico yes, mustico i messed it up so you're all right i should have asked ahead of time that's poor on my part so so we got Alex Mustico and we've got Lou Marino with us as well. And so these four guys are the nominees for, uh, for the board for this year. And I'm really excited to get to talk to them and give you guys out there a chance to just hear from each one of them. And uh, we're going to just kick this thing off. It might go a little bit longer than normal. Um, and I think even Alex might have to bounce on us a little early if we do go a little bit long, but that's okay. We'll get everything put in place. And if there's something that does not get answered along the way, you know, you can find these guys very easily through um, the different groups and things like that. So definitely reach out to them and see what it is that, you know, if the question didn't get answered or asked that you get that taken care of. So, but we'll get that out of the way. So here's some things. So we've got four different guys, man. I'm really excited to talk to all you guys. And it's going to be interesting because I don't think I've ever done a, a podcast where I've had four different like faces to look at and go from there. It's a um, quad cast. It's, it is, it is something like that. That's for sure. I feel like uh, the Brady bunch right now. I just want to like, look around. It's... <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Um, we're going to start off and we're going to just go through and find out like who each of you guys are, like what, you know, kind of your background a little bit. So what I want to know is, you know, we've already went through names, so you can say that again, that's fine. But like to know uh, how long you've been a stay at home dad, how many kids you've had and uh, how long you have uh, been a part of the National At Home Dad Network. And I would like to start with Lou. So Lou, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> uh, my name is Lou Marino. I live just north of Boston in the Boston area. Um, I've been a stay-at-home dad for six years. I have two boys that are six and four, and um, I went to my first uh, at-home dad convention back in 2016 in Raleigh, North Carolina, and, um, <laughs> and I've been to everyone ever since, uh, with the exception of last year, obviously, but um, 
uh, I found out about the National At Home Dad Network through uh, just a Google search. I was I was a new at home dad. I was Googling stuff about being an at home dad, <laughs> and I and it popped up on Google, and that's how I found out about it. And uh, it's been great ever since. Um, I'm proud to be part of this organization. Uh, I've learned a ton from the conventions. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been pretty awesome. That's great, man. No, definitely. I, yeah. I imagine that probably when you were Google searching, you probably didn't find a lot because there, you know, hasn't been a lot on online for, for quite a while. There seems like there's a lot more now because there's been a lot of guys pushing it, but I imagine it was probably quite difficult to find a lot of information. It was, yeah. I, um, I was like, "There's a convention for stay-at-home dads." I, like, <laughs> I remember, I remember, and I, I told my wife about it. And she's like, "Well, you should go." And so it, it all worked out in the end. Nice, that's awesome, man. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that, and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to hearing to you or hearing a, more about you and and what's uh, what you got planned for coming in as a board member if, if uh, you know things work out that way for you. So uh, next. Uh, Sergio, he's uh, having a nice cigar. Uh, we've had Sergio on the show before. He's, uh, he's been our, our resident cigar guy and uh, loves to school Danny on cigars. So um, Sergio, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Hey, hello, hello everyone. My name is Sergio Rosario Diaz. Uh, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Uh, I live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, as we speak, because I am a military spouse. So we uh, come, you know, I'm in a household that my wife is uh, active duty military. Uh, she's in the U.S. Army, been in the Army for 18 years. Um, super proud of what she has accomplished. And I think from the moment I got to know her, I knew. You know, there was a decision to be made when you marry a strong woman, uh, you know, a woman that has had a career, it, you know, it's totally unfair. Uh, I wanted to break with the stigma of, you know, oh, uh, you know, I got to have the, the first job. I got to, you know, the man has to be the head of the household. So um, from the first moment I knew when I, I was looking for rings and I knew I was going to, you know, ask uh, her to marry me. I, I knew I knew I had a different <laughs> role. I'm the father of Stella, four year old, um, and I've been a part of the home dad uh, network for two years. When I went to that 2.0, I met uh, Brock and I met all the other guys and I joined you guys. And it's been like, um, I think to the home dad network, uh, I was able to get in touch with that's like me because being a stay-at-home dad, it's it can be very lonely sometimes, and it, you can meet with thousands of dads. I am a leader of a community, an online community. Soy super papa, one of the biggest Latino communities online. But it can be very lonely because there's not that many stay-at-home dads and stay-at-home dads that are vocal, right? That you know take pride on being a stay-at-home dad. So through you know the home uh, that network, I I was able to you know, uh, make a, to take a hold of that pride and become the dad that I am now. So, you know, um, I am in debt with uh, all of you guys for giving me that push to not just be a stay at home dad, but to be proud of my role in my family. Nice, man. Yeah, definitely. And, and your wife, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she's a captain. Is that not right in the army? Yes, yes. She, she's a captain in the JAG, which is the judge advocate, uh, the attorneys. And she's up for a promotion. So we might move next year. Oh, Super wow. exciting. 
Yes. That's, that's awesome, man. Definitely. Well, uh, yes. definitely. Uh, thank you for, for your service, like as a family, as a whole, like, I mean, just from, from your wife and, and you being a, a military spouse, like, thank you so much for, for all you guys do. Um, I really appreciate uh, just everything that you just shared there. That's, I know that I've gotten to know you quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, since, since meeting you at dad too. And uh, soy super papa has been crazy blowing up. Uh, so, uh, I've been really proud to, to see everything that you guys have been doing there. So definitely looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, Alex next and we're going to leave Danny for, uh, for last cause everybody hears Danny talk every week. So, uh, <laughs> so Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Hi, how's it going everybody? My name's Alex Mustico. I'm from, uh, about an hour outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I've been a stay at home dad since 2012. I have three children. Um, I, my old, I've been a stay-at-home dad since my oldest was born. The day she was born was the day I retired from teaching. Um, prior to being a stay-at-home dad, I was an elementary school teacher, uh, inner city setting in Richmond, Virginia for four years. Um, my kids, did I say my kids yet? Nope. Four, four six, and eight. Uh, two girls are the oldest, a boy is the youngest. Um, I've been involved with the organization since 2016 as well. Um, first con was a rally. Um, I've helped out every year up until now when I've decided to finally run, uh, with the nominating committee. So I'm a little bit familiar with this process. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I know you're on the other side of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> of the coin on this a little bit. I know when they told me you were, uh, when you were a nominee, I was like, well, this is going to be different. Like Alex is going to be on the other side of things here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's different being on the other side. Well, that's cool, man. No, I, I, I'm glad that, uh, that you, uh, are stepping up to, to, to try to get on the board. And, uh, I know that you come with a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, just knowledge with being involved with things over the years. So uh, I'm definitely excited to, to hear what other things that are going on that you're looking forward to. And, and, you know, I'm sure that lots of guys will have different questions for you, just like everybody else. So appreciate you sharing everything there. All right. And so now we have Danny Mercer, Danny, tell Same us a little bit. For last, man. I know. That's cool. not, not that, not that, uh, <laughs> anybody really doesn't know who you are because of the show or whatever, but, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, about you, man. Um, well, let's see. I've been a stay-at-home dad for a little over 12 years. I've got four kids. They're uh, 15, 12, 8, and 7. And I've got three boys and a girl. Um, we, uh, we originally, again, all of us, Raleigh uh, was the first time that I really had any experience with Home Dad Con or really the network, although I was in the network a little bit before that, but um, really wasn't aware that there were even other stay-at-home dads in the world. I mean, it's it would just, it floored me to be in that room with, there had to be I don't know, guys, if you guys remember, it was like 90 or 100 guys there that year. And, and we were all yeah. standing in a room together. And I was like, all of you guys, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's, I know, like I said, I think everybody's already heard enough from me, you know, except for, <laughs> you know, vote for Danny. So other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, every, I mean. I, I, uh, I was very happy to hear that, uh, that you were interested in being on the board. So I know that you've, you've done a lot of different things over the years and, uh, especially over this past year too. So, uh, I was excited to see that. So, um, all right. So here's what I want to do. I want to move into, uh, some questions of, uh, some just sort of like idea things. So here's, here's sort of my first thing I'm curious of. Um, I feel like when, 
you know, you get asked to be a board member, it's typically because um, the nomination committee and other people like the board see different things and uh, in each person that they're like, you know, this is the reason I want to reach out to them. Um, so I kind of would like you to go, go around and just sort of talk about what, what is that like passion that um, you're wanting to bring to the board as far as like that, maybe that once, if there's like one specific thing that either is from your background that you're wanting to bring in, or if there's something else that you're just like, this is why I wanted to be on the board type of deal. Um, so that's kind of, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, and I will, I want to start with Alex. What, uh, what do you got for that? So I've been really enjoying this past year with the, uh, the dad lounge. And then I was also really enjoying the webinars that were going on with, I believe that was Matt Strain's uh, brainchild. Yep. Um, and I'd really, if I, if elected to the board, I would really like to do something that's kind of a mesh between those two things. Um, something that could involve um, the, ed the four different pillars of our organization, which would be um, education, support, advocacy, and community. Um, I think that if we were to mesh the education and with the support and the community um, and all the technology, we've been able to, you know, that kind of got put on fast forward the past year and a half with yeah. uh, right. what we're doing right now um, and, and kind of mesh those things together. I think it, it could be, very beneficial because I mean I love the webinars but some of them are a little longer um, and if we could mesh like more of a discussion along with an education thing I think that would be a really cool thing to do um, and then also another thing that I've been thinking about for several years now is uh, how to how to bring the con to your local community um, mm. as far as you know we have city dads but we don't have anything. I'm a rural dad. I'm an hour and 10 minutes outside of Philly. And I used to actually help run the Philly dad group when I lived in the suburbs of Philly. But now that we're out in the, in the country, um, it's, there's just not the same uh, support for dad groups as there was. And I think that National At-Home Dad Network could, could, could maybe fill that void for, for some of these local dad groups, um, as well as, 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 become ambassadors for for stay-at-home dads um, yeah not just for nice. stay-at-home dads but for dads in general really right um, yeah i think we need to really i one thing that the the, the national at home dad network has done for me is his, it's allowed me to really own being a stay-at-home dad um yeah. and be proud of it um i consider myself a professional dad um and i think we have a we don't give ourselves enough credit uh with our knowledge that we do have um, and, and we're really, we could be, um, a valuable asset for our, our local communities. And I think that the National At-Home Dad Network could, could help facilitate, um, getting us more involved with our local communities. That's great. No, I like, I like that a lot. I think that's uh, I think that's an awesome way to take things that we have already started and, and, uh, build them up even more. So that's awesome, man. I like that. Um, Lou, what do you got, man? What's, uh, what, what kind of things are you looking at doing? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I, uh, uh, my previous background was in, uh, I, I did finance for many years uh, prior to becoming a stay-at-home dad. And then I also uh, followed my, uh, my dream of going to culinary school. This is, again, before I was a stay-at-home dad. Nice. Um, so I know I could help out, like, <clears throat> uh, definitely, like, with convention things and also maybe uh, finance things. Um that's, that's always a good area. 
that's you know that's that's my background previously before I was a stay-at-home dad but uh uh you know Alex well said uh, about like reaching um to local I think there was talk about that a couple of years ago wasn't there about there was there was and it just I think I mean between yeah. COVID and everything and everything getting yeah all crazy it, it, it kind of got put on the back burner I think and I'd like yeah. to just bring it back to the front because mm-hmm. I think the only way sorry I'm like cutting you off go ahead no it's okay go ahead <laughs> I just wanted to say well said because I was that's that was one of the things I, I remember from a couple of years ago. But so. um, yeah, I you know just uh, looking to help out in any way I can. Uh, I don't have a concrete, you know, agenda, but like I know I can help out. Uh, I know that this organization has been very good to me and I want to give back. And um, um, yeah, that's that's no, that's uh, great, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think that, you know, not coming in, I mean, you, coming in with the fact that you are a able body that's wanting to be involved and, and you have like just that, you know, just that inert ancient or energy to like want to do that kind of stuff. Uh, that's, that's like a lot of, the, that's how a lot of the board members come in. It's, you know, they, some of them don't come in with a total, like, this is what I want to do. Like, they're just like, I'm here to help. Like, what can I do kind of deal? And so, yeah, there's yeah, nothing wrong I, with I, it. That's great. The, this was a good time for me because my, my kids are a little bit older now. Yeah. They're six and four and they're in school and um, uh, it, it just feels like the right time to jump in and help out. And uh, yeah, so um, definitely looking no. forward to it. So Yeah. I mean, definitely kids older is always good. It's, it is a time commitment. I mean, that's the thing that I found out myself. I was, I was all excited to be into it. And then man, the amount of time that you spend, you know, talking to the different board members and doing the different, all the little puppetry behind the scenes on things is way more than what almost can be expressed when it's like, Hey, do you want to run for the board? It's like you get in there and you're like, Holy crap. Like there's a lot going on here. And uh, so it, it brings a, a newfound sort of like respect for everything that goes on. So having the fact that you're not like fully like set on one thing just gives you a bigger, like, eyes wide open perspective on it. So that's great, man. Uh, Danny, what about you, man? Um, you know, I don't really have a, a thing that I want to bring per se. I didn't really, when I, I've been thinking about being a part of the board for a while because of the amount of work that I see you guys doing. Um, there's just been so much and loose at it almost exactly like I would. Um, this organization has given me a lot. Um, I, I can't imagine where I would be as a dad, as a husband, really, um, or as a man if I hadn't joined the network, if I hadn't met the guys that I've met, if I hadn't had the conversations that I've had and all of the infrastructure that's behind the scenes, that's holding everything up takes a lot of work. And I'm not aware or privy to like exactly how much work it takes, but I know what it's, what it's uh, the weight that it's on people's shoulders. So for me personally, um, I was thinking about it for quite a while uh, and was going to, put in my nomination before they uh, even contacted me. Uh, I felt very um, humbled and honored that they contacted me, to be honest. But um, I'd still planned on it ahead of time because I thought it was just kind of my time. Um, And Lou said it, my kids are all in school. Supposedly, they'll be in school for like the whole school year. We'll see. Um, They already had a week off. They got tomorrow off. I'm like, stop. You know, how do you do this? So, um, but uh, I've been doing a bit of work behind the scenes. I do a little this here and there where I can, where I can help out. And I want to help out more. You do a lot. You don't do a little bit. 
You do quite well. Well, well you know, the, you're the co-host I, of this I, podcast. I, I mean, come on. Well, yeah, and, but and you, and you run and you run the mental health check-in every exactly. week, so that's that's big stuff too. Yeah. Well, you know, there's Over a lot Danny. of stuff yeah. that needs to be done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have any uh, professional background that would bring really anything that great. I mean, I was in maintenance, construction worker, blue collar. Um, I, I have the ability to learn things, but, uh, I, as an example, you don't want me in charge of your financing. No, no, Leave that's, that up that's to Lou. Be me. Yeah, <laughs> lose the man. Um, you know, actually Ed's the man and Ed, no Ed, is, right. Lou, yeah, but, Ed is yeah. now doing it, but yes, but Lou, Lou would be, you know, Lou's, Lou's definitely, definitely yeah, right get ready him. and get ready and put him in the shoot, man. Cause Ed's time's <laughs> coming, I'm sure. So, um, but yeah, but that's, those are jobs that I know that I'm not really, well suited for and i'm absolutely fine with that because you know like you know man's got to know his limitations kind of thing um but i think with uh, all in all the everything that i've gotten from the network um even if i i hate to say this but even if i don't get elected um i'm still helping you know i'm still doing a lot of stuff and and i gotta tell you so far, uh, I feel like I'm probably the guy that needs to kind of bow out this year and, and let these three guys go ahead because it's been <laughs> you guys are doing you, you're, I, I'm proud of you and I'm and I'm happy to know you and I really would love to see you on the board. So that's it for me. Well said. Well said, indeed. And, and Sergio, I'm, I'm really curious to know what, uh, what things that you are uh, looking to bring into this board, because I have a feeling that they're, you're just waiting to get something out. So what's going on there? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think uh, there's two communities that I represent and it's the minorities as a Latino father. Uh, I would like to see more minorities step up and, and you know, be in positions that can really uh, make the change, right? I take Make decisions that can really change things. Um, I think the Latino core being a stay-at-home dad is is still you know one of those stigmas that we need to break with and and I think uh, what I learned from you guys now is the perfect example to be able to tell to my peers and my friends uh, family and and fellow dads who are also minorities hey it's okay it's good to be a stay-at-home dad come join us come join this fantastic organization so definitely be an advocate for the minorities um, and also the military community, which is another community that's not even thought about when it's when it refers to the stay at home dad figure. Everybody assumes the man is the military and there's a lot of stay at home dads, but we have them in the shallows. Um, I think it's very important. I made a couple of guys through the home dad chat and I stay in touch. They're here in Fort Bragg and that alone has been, you know, we, we talk uh, messenger almost every day, uh, we stay in touch. And, you know, it gave me the sense of community, like, hey, we need to pay attention to this issue that nobody, and I'm gonna say nobody's paying attention because I haven't seen anything with military uh, spouses or dads, uh, stay at home dads. So the military community is a beautiful community, uh, uh, right? Um, People who are supporting uh, their other significant other's career 24-7, most of the time they are home uh, with the kids. Uh, sometimes they don't have any help because of where they're stationed. So how can we as a community support these people and, and these dads who are, you know, sometimes crying for help, but don't have the ability to, to or, or maybe they're just, they don't want to 
uh, ask for help. So how can we as an organization make ourselves available to them? Uh, and that's uh, something that really concerns me and I would like to bring uh, into the table. Also, you know, we talk finances, uh, the military community is full of resources. So I, I think uh, bringing awareness or, or a different program directed to military families can definitely bring lots of funding uh, to the organization. And I am all about that because we need more resources so we can get to more people. And, and this is something that I am generally interested and in. I am involved. However, by myself, I cannot do things. I can feel, I feel like the change is small, but, and that's why I come to the organization because I think, uh, you know, the concept of community, all of us together, we can really make the change. And, you know, that's why I'm here tonight. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, definitely. And I think that you hit on a very key point with, uh, the idea of different, different, um, these different people, different groups of guys who are stay at home dads mm -hmm. in different areas. So like, you've got like the military dads, and then you've got all the different diversities of cultures of other dads that are out there. And, you know, a lot of us don't know what they're going through or how culturally, yeah. how different that is. Like, I know like reading certain, like reading different things that guys put out there from time to time, like you get some different blogs where they'll dig into that and you, you see where it's like, especially in the Latino culture, it's like, you know, it's one thing to be like macho and like, you know, be that dad that's very much out there. And, uh, it's a very, there's a very heavy stigma from what I've read. And so to be a stay at home dad is like, so countercultural, uh, even more countercultural than some of us, you know, might yeah. be seen as. So, uh, that's awesome, man. Definitely. Um, and then from the military side, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm also a former military in the Navy, was in the Navy for a time. And so, um, I just, I've come along guys, especially at like some of the other stay at home dads groups where, you know, you hear some of like the horrible things that like these military dads go through when either they're a veteran or their spouses, the, uh, the active duty. And it's like, you know, people are like, well, why don't you have a job? And, you know, they're not willing Second. to say like, yeah, they're not, they're not willing to say thank you for your service or anything. They just want to spit in your eye. And it's like, wow. Uh, and I was blown away by like the very first time I had uh, read a story of a military dad that had gone through like where they said that they were a disabled veteran and they were a stay at home dad. And they got basically verbally accosted by somebody because they didn't agree with the fact that they were a stay at home dad after they had served our country and got injured serving our country and now was only able to just basically stay at home and take care of the kids. But they do that with such honor and then so get disrespected at the same time by it. So, um, I, yeah. that's, that's something that I've gotten more passionate about myself. So I'm right there. Like you were talking yeah. about that. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. And, and, <laughs> and there's different, there's different aspects, right. To be in a military family, you just said one of the examples, which is, uh, retiring. And a lot of dads, who, a lot of fathers who retire, at least spend one or two years being a stay at home dad. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I wish we can get some stats, maybe, you know, that's a way to do some research about it. That sounds like but a pure research law. <laughs> Yes, there's a lot of dads who then the first year after uh, being retired from the military, they are staying home with their kids. And I am seeing it every day with my community here in Fort Bragg. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with um, like, so Ben Kiloy, who's coming to talk at Home Dad Con. Um, I know when I met him at DC, uh, Dad 2.0, that was the thing. He he was a, a you know, retired, he's retired uh, Marine and um, 
he was telling me about what he did. And I basically called him out and said, you're a stay at home dad. And man, he turned around and was like, no, 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 I'm not that. And like, he really didn't want to grab hold of that mantle. And it wasn't until he came to dad con at home and saw everything that was going on that he eventually like turned around. He was like, yep, I'm a stay at home dad. And like really just grabbed hold of, of that and has, has really run with it. And also just with, you know, the things that he's been doing. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a platform for that. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, and I would love to see that, uh, really go full force. I am curious though. So just to kind of like springboard back to you a little bit, Sergio, uh, being, you know, you were talking about, you know, your, uh, soy super papa and like the things that you're doing there. And, um, I'm just curious, like being in the, um, in, in the organization for the couple of years that you've been in, I, I'm curious of what your, um, opinion or viewpoint has been on seeing like some of like diversity or how, like, I'm kind of curious, like where you see, or where you gauge that, uh, as far as what you're seeing in the group. Um, I, I think, uh, diversity is, is needed in every fatherhood organization right now. Um, I think it took me uh, about five years. My daughter's going to be five. So about five years to even, uh, feel comfortable. So that's me. And I am extrovert, an extrovert. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I do different things and, and uh, can you imagine somebody that's an introvert or somebody that, you know, uh, is ashamed of being a stay-at-home dad and doesn't have the resources? So that's one of the things I, I would like to do, get the Black fathers involved, the Latino fathers, Asian fathers, um, and all other ethnicities, just because we need to normalize that. And I think with such a strong organization, you guys have the resources and the experience and the mentorship that's needed yeah. because it's not only putting an article out there. It's about having constant conversations, uh, maybe on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis with those dads and, you know, getting them to open their hearts and their minds. Yeah. So in my opinion, it is no easy work, you know, to get yeah. somebody to open their hearts <laughs> yeah. and their minds. And, and uh, we really wa want to lead by example. So um, I, I think, there needs to be more representation. Um, I did my, my intention of being here is, you know, making myself available and say, Hey, I am here. Uh, please see me see making myself, you know, showing myself, uh, in the past, there's people who reach out organizations that reach out, but that's it. They, they reach out for Hispanic heritage month. And, you yeah. know, I, I am not the Latino guy that you need only for Hispanic heritage month. You, you need me you know, 365 days a week, because there is a population in the U.S. that needs to be represented and that bring a lot to the table. So, you know, I, I want to be there and be in a position to tell others, hey, I am here. It's fine. Come along and offer a helping hand. Yeah, definitely. Right. That's great. Let me, I, let me jump in a second. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm sorry. I've got to tell no, you, no, but you're fine. Um, so that's exactly what I think needs to happen. Um, it's that representation. It's someone that's already there doing the thing that you wish you could do and being an extrovert like you are. It's, uh, it's just something that if, if you have one guy that goes first, he's like breaking the waves and everybody else can follow right along. I think that's a fantastic idea. And especially with, um, our minority communities. And like you said, the military communities, man, again, I, I I've had a lot of enjoyment talking cigars with you and things like that, of course. <laughs> but I really appreciate what you just said. 
sincerely. Thank you, Danny. Definitely. Well, and, and too, like, I, I feel like that's the thing that's really starting to break through in the group itself and in the organization is this like, you know, Hey, we're inclusiveness and just inclusion and really just trying to draw in, um, dads and, you know, and it, and it's a brown, it's across the board dads, um, that are, you know, we're drawing in. And so, and too, I think that also, like, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of guys who myself included, who have had to really re-examine, um, you know, that whole definition of, of dad, of father, like what mm-hmm. that looks like. And then too, to be able to just, uh, see the different, um, the different ways that, um, dads and fathers interact with their kids and, and how all that plays out. Um, and I mean, I grew up in a very rural, uh, area where I did not have a lot of diversity and, uh, culture. And so I live in a bigger city now and I, I get to experience that more, but honestly, just in the time that I've been a part of the organization, I've experienced so much and learned so many different things that I didn't even know, honestly, that even existed, which is really interesting for a 42 year old man to say, but I mean, I've very much been educated by so many different things, but at the heart of it all is this place of support and acceptance, um, and inclusion. And so, um, I'm glad that you guys are all saying, you know, a lot of the same things, honestly, in the fashion of like, you know, you, you're really looking to um, aspire to, to push the organization forward. So um, I really appreciate you uh, guys all talking about that. I do want to get into some of the questions that I had posted. I had the guys in the group uh, throw in some fun questions just to see what they would say. Uh, and so I've read through a few of these, uh, and not too many. I love, uh, and I'm going to call out some names on some of these people cause it's really funny, but David Stanley, God, David Stanley is so funny. His first question is, is who's your favorite kid? <laughs> Which I mean, how are you going to pick your favorite kid? Honestly, although my wife would tell you that at some point you always have at least one person that you favor over the others, <laughs> depending on the, depends on the, the, depends on the day, depends on the, the day, hour, the hour. <laughs> I agree. I think that everybody would probably agree on that one for sure. But um, he, he was curious though, like what led you to be a primary caregiver? I know you guys have all touched on that a little bit, but is there anything outside of what you've already said that you want to add to, to that? Uh, so, I can go. Go, go ahead, Lou. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I just, uh, it, it was just the right decision for us. My, my wife uh, had a better career path than I did. And um uh, she could never stay at home and do what I do. Uh, she always feels like I'm the more nurturing one. And, um, so it was just a, it was a pretty easy decision for us. Um, uh, uh, my son, when he was first born, it was in the NICU for five weeks. So, um, mm, yeah, we, we, that was just like a, a life-changing event for us. And, uh, that's kind of when we made the decision like that I was going to stay home and, and be with them. And, um, uh, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. My sister is a NICU nurse, so I completely understand that. That's always a very trying time for sure. Alex, were you going to say something? Oh, just being a, a former elementary educator, uh, it's just a natural fit for me. Um, same with Lou. My wife had a better career path. Um, I actually started dating my wife in college when we were still going to school and I was going for elementary ed and the running joke, you know, even when we were dating was that I was going to be a state of that. My plan all along. Um, we both come from, from households where we had the privilege of, of having a stay-at-home mother uh, growing up. And to go back to the diversity issue, um, this, 
this group, we have a diversity issue and have had a diversity issue since I've been involved with the organization. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a matter of trying to figure out how to bring more people in, bring in, uh, you know, LGBTQ, bring in the black community, bring in the Hispanic community, just bring in all these communities. And I think it all goes back to putting ourselves out there through I, the dad lounge has been huge for me. Like it just, it, cause I think we get hung up on this idea of a dad group and how, you know, I'm going to be honest. I started being a stay at home dad in 2012. I found a Richmond dad group immediately through get this Yahoo like email thread. Boy, you're going old school. <laughs> Yahoo groups. Um, so my first dad group that I was involved with. And then I moved to the Philly area and I didn't find, you know, I found Philly dads. It was just getting going. I met Chris Bernholt. Some of you may know him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's who got me involved with the organization. Um, and it took him two years to convince me to come down to the con. Cause I was like a dad group, you know, there's a stigma associated with this and mm-hmm. for, for white men, yeah. not a, like for, for other cultures like black culture and, and Latinx and like it, it's, there's a lot of toxicity going on in those cultures, unfortunately. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on. There's, you know, it's not normalized or destigmatized in the in the, you know, cis, cisgender, heterosexual, you know, white community. We got a lot to do. We got a lot to work on. And it's just a matter of how, how do we do that? And I don't have all the answers, but, but I'm willing to try and, and figure that out. I think that's, and that's honestly, I think that's the, the biggest step is being willing to, to go forward. Cause I think that's where a lot of people get hung up on in general is just not wanting to take any steps to to do any of that so that's great man i think i think it comes back to the like that ambassador idea because like um right now like so where i live i told you i'm in a rural community um there isn't much diversity but there is a very large hispanic community Uh, i live right near kenneth square it's the mushroom growing capital of the world um and and what i'm trying to do with another another fellow well she's she's a stay-at-home mom but she has an education background as well and we're working on getting a bilingual story time going for the Hispanic community because our local community isn't isn't reaching out to them and so we need to reach out and get people involved and and maybe I'll meet some some Hispanic dads that stay at home and I can bring them in I think we need to get into our communities we need to do more not just as board members but as members of this organization yeah definitely I think that that's, and also, that's the thing. Also, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, also as individuals, um, you know, like, you, you know, I think each of us are doing great things, you know, as individuals. So um, that's where it starts. You know, I, I am a person that trusts the process and respect the process a lot. Um, you know, I work with Third Path Institute uh, part-time and it was a big transition. I think the Home That Network helped me transition to, being a dad who stays at home and works at the same time, which is, oh, uh, let me tell you, I am glad my daughter is at school now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but um, you know, it's it's going through those stages where you need to support the most. And, you know, if you have somebody that looks like you or speaks like you, it's a little bit easier uh, because of the, com- uh, you know, being comfortable. Uh, and, and another thing is, you know, uh, there's another a community that's unspoken about. And I, through um, Third Path Institute, have met with them and and have been able to work with them, which are the dads who work 
and want to become a stay-at-home dads. And nobody is saying, hey, you know, raising their hands and saying, hey, you're welcome here. Come and look, learn, shadow, look at yeah. what we're doing. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, and, and that's another community which I, uh, you know, uh, along with mental health, it's a, a big issue. And we need mm -hmm. to, you know, look at those dads that can bring a lot to the table but they just don't know where to turn and they yeah. have to face the challenge of people looking at them and saying, Hey, you just quit your job and you're a stay at home dad. What about that now? And that's another yeah. community that's not being looked at. So, you know, um, again, I think it's, it's about finding those communities and putting our best people who are the members of organizations to work with these communities. Liaison, it's the, the, the key word here is collaboration and becoming liaisons to other communities or other dads who are looking for for something definitely yeah. yeah being a liaison is it ambassador that kind of thing is definitely an awesome thing to uh to to get put in place for sure so um and say danny did you have anything that you wanted to add to any of this portion of things uh, well i was just going to say the the biggest part of it that i've seen so far and for my end of it, it's been mostly mental health stuff um and i'm very open about my mental health and the things that i've gone through and yada yada um and i do um, like I said, I run the, one of the, um, mental health checkouts, uh, check-in, excuse me, and, um, have helped, uh, Michael Holder with the other one that he's doing. And the biggest thing that I saw, and it's something that my therapist said to me is I asked, was there any men's group even around that I could go to? Was there a men's support group for things that I'd been through for the, the trauma that I've had? Um, and she said, no, but you could start one. And it blew my mind. It was just like, I can't really. And she said, yeah, you just do it. You're, you do it and other people will follow. You know, it's the, you build it and they will come kind of thing. Um, wherein if you're the first person that gets out there and does it, then other people will join you because they want it, but they don't have maybe the, uh, I mean, I'll say being an extrovert helps a lot. Um, but the determination that you want to help someone else, you do want to reach into another community, whatever that community might be and say, like, like Sergio said, you're just like me and it's okay. Yeah. Come on up here and we'll be brothers, you know? Yeah. And, and every single dad, I think that I've met in the network, um, and any out at home dads that really met outside the no network are all like brothers to me. And every Definitely. single one of them, they're just like, yeah, you're doing what? Well, let's do this. Oh, I'd love to do that. And mental health has its own stigmas, of course. And it's a little bit, a little bit more delicate for some people. But when I think of it, the, the word that keeps coming to my head is macho or machismo, you know, because we were talking about the Latinx community and the need for that there. And machismo is leadership. You know, it's not that bowing up kind of thing that, that we do when we're in our teenagers years or what have you. Being macho is more about being a leader and being a leader means the one that goes first, in whatever situation that is. The military guys, I'm sure, could tell me way more about that than I know. But that ability to step out and be the first person to do that thing, whatever it is, and reaching out to those other communities, I think is just absolutely. I mean, one of our four pillars is community. Because that's what we are, but also that's what we're building. So. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I, not to use any names or anything, but I, I know of one specific story where it's like you, you were talking about you were speaking with your therapist and they were like, you know, just get something going. Like, um, And this person, they were seeing a therapist and they were just like, I just need 
other people who like understand what I'm going through and their therapist actually found the national out of home dad network, like right before dad con at home last year and was like, Hey, here's this group. And they signed up, came and they didn't know anybody. Like they was just kind of like, they just walked in and was like, Hey, and yeah. immediately like just mesh with everybody. And he has just... been coming to like the dad lounge almost religiously since yeah. actually it was really funny. Cause this person like, texted me or no he emailed me um right before i kicked the dad lounge into full gear like every week type of deal and was like hey when when's there when's there gonna be another like online virtual event and i'm like well there's not gonna be anything like dad con at home again but i've got this starting like tomorrow night and he's like oh that's great and i said he showed up every night since then and it's been just amazing for him because you can just see the joy on his face uh just even just to yeah. just sit there and listen to other guys jaw about while he sits there and smokes a cigar and hangs out with everybody so online so definitely i think that just the way that community is built and finding that your community is so yeah. important so your tribe I, I definitely like agree with that raleigh man yeah Alex you guys all these raleigh guys yeah raleigh guys you know <laughs> when when i walked into that room not a single guy looked at me and goes, Hey, what do you do for a living? You know? And that was the coolest feeling for me because every single guy there understood and that, that community was instant, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's really room for us to do that for way more communities. So definitely. So I, I have a couple other questions here for you for, cause I know that uh, Alex has got to go here in a few minutes. Yeah. It, so if I have to bail out, it's fine. You guys can keep going. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I know that you need to force you guys to stop. Bounce. Sure. Yeah, she's got a she's got a meeting with Japan. Hey, that's 30, so that's part of the the breadwinning mama life. I <laughs> totally right. I get it, dude. She gets control of the computer at 830 for the So, so the, the question that I have that I'm curious of is um it has to just do with transition. And so um Brian Frampton asked, like, uh, what's the roughest transition that you've ever had to deal with? I have a feeling I know what Danny's answer is, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just talking about you moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but no, I'm just curious, like, you know, the, even transition, like when you transition, like out of the workplace into being a stay at home dad, you know, and there's all these other different things that happen as you go along. I mean, even to transition into a spot where now you're going to be like on the board of directors for a nonprofit you know, there's, you know, that's, that comes with its own things. So I think what Brian's trying to base, it seems like he's trying to get at is just like, you know, how have you come through a rough transition? What, you know, what was that? And how did, how did you go about that? So I'm going to start with you, Alex, because I know you're going to have to leave here in a few minutes. Yeah. So the, the easiest transition was going from my inner city elementary school teaching position to having one child at home. Uh, <laughs> I like, couldn't believe, I was like, you know, I had 27 inner city, like high need children that I had to deal with every day. I was, the last year I left, I was teaching kindergarten and they knew I was leaving and they put me in kindergarten because of that. They're like, that'll be good training for you. <laughs> so that was the easiest transition was going just to one kid. And it was like, I couldn't, I loved it. You know, it was like the best. Those instead of first, hurting, instead first, of hurting a whole bunch of cats, you're just hurting one. Right. Cat. And I got really lucky that my firstborn was like a super easy baby. Oh, you trap the most okay. difficult, <laughs> the most, the most difficult transitions were adding number two and then number three to the mix and just learning. And it wasn't even the actual adding them in. It was the anticipation to adding them in 
and trying to think about how am I going to do? I'm pretty open about my mental health as well. Um, you know, I have generalized anxiety disorder that I struggle with and have struggled with my entire life. Um, and, and it's anticipatory anxiety. And so like the anticipation of these impending lives that you're going to now be responsible for, I think was the, the biggest uh, difficulty. And I think I was just shielded from that because I was in such a chaotic situation prior to, to becoming a stay-at-home dad that I was like, ah, <laughs> so... This is way but, easier. But every time I've had one of these difficult transitions, I've always overcome. I've always adapted. And, and I don't think becoming a board member would be any different. Awesome. Well said. Perfect. Thank you, man. If, if you want to take off or hang out, you can either way. I'll hang out so. and then I'll just, I'll just wave and, and bail. But I'll hang cool, out man. Until, All right. until I get there. Awesome. Hey, Sergio, I'm curious. What are, what are your thoughts on, uh, on that uh, question? Well, I think the, the biggest trans, uh, the challenge that I faced during tra- transition has been getting back to the workforce. Um, I think, um, you know, you give yourself as, as, as home dads, we give ourselves, you know, embodying spirits uh, a thousand percent that even the thought of going back, it's scary. It could be scary sometimes. It could be sad. So um, I, I seen a movement of moms who are, actually getting to get on paid work, um, such as, you know, being stay-at-home moms on LinkedIn, on their resumes. So I would like to, for us, that's to, you know, be equally treated in that and and get rec- recognized for the unpaid work we do. Um, and I think it's a very important campaign we need to look at in the next year, a couple of years. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to be a uh, uh, Eve Rotsky's uh, documentary, uh, Fair Play, uh, together with my wife, as you know, an example of a Latino a couple. Uh, you know, the man is the one that's doing the unpaid work, and and you know, it really made me think that these are conversations we should have more often. Um, when I was asked uh, in front of my wife, what percentage of work uh, I she thinks I do around the household. Uh, and then she was asked the same thing. You could still see that even though she's the one working or most women are the ones or in our case working, uh, there's still a certain responsibility that's around them, you know, and, and that made me realize I had to reevaluate myself as a stay at home dad and, and also getting back to the workforce because I was dealing with a lot uh, and I wasn't sure how to handle that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of that's who I know uh, are looking to get, you know, part time or looking to get back into the workforce and they don't know. And, and of course, providing support uh, and resources for that. That's that's actually how I got help from a dad from Marlon Gutierrez. Um, mm, good guy. Yeah, great guy. Marlon is a work life uh, balance advocate and he was the one that helped me. He was the one that said, hey, these are the resources where you can find remote jobs or part-time jobs. And he was a living example of somebody who did it. Uh, I just had never met anybody who did it. So, you know, again, another that changing the world. Definitely. Well, yeah. And, and, and Marlon is definitely a good example of that for sure. Um, he's been a part of uh, City Dads, I believe, out of Orlando, I think it is. Um, for a few yes. years and, uh, I got to meet him at dad too, uh, in DC and, uh, yeah, that's, 
it's amazing. Like to hear his story is amazing for sure. But um, I'm curious. I want to. I want to draw back to one thing that you had said. What's the name of this documentary that you were involved in? Because this is the first I'm hearing about this, and I, I want to make sure that it, people know about it. <laughs> it's it's coming soon. I'll I'll give you the details. It's based on E. Frotsky's Fair Play book. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so it hasn't come out well, yet. You just well, it, it hasn't come out. Uh, you know, I'm okay. not gonna say anything else. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. That's great, man. Hey, it's always it's fun to get soon. a little bit. It's of, coming soon. No, I love that. Keep I mean, an eye. The, just to even, you know, these different dads that are coming out and getting their, their content out or their stories out or, or whatever is, uh, is just awesome. So I think that, uh, we'll make sure that we get that, uh, you know, when it comes time for it, we'll get that, for, get, get that out for sure. That way we can get the full scoop on things. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, I, I really appreciate that. So, um, let's see, we got Danny and Lou, you guys want to duke it out for who wants to, uh, answer the question of uh, roughest transition. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead, can I Luke. say, can oh, I say my three-year-old was the <laughs> roughest transition? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you well, can. Yeah, you definitely can. Three years yes, old. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Everybody talks about the terrible twos, but uh, no, your three is way uh, worse. And when they turn, uh, yeah. and when they turn, and when they turn eight, it's even worse. So yeah, yeah, so, eight happens again. Yeah, yeah. So but tell us about uh, no, it. Luke. Yeah, tell, tell us about, about this three, this three-year-old. What's what's the what's the story there? No, just just uh, I I haven't really dealt well with the uh, well. He's four now, but. Um, I, I didn't deal well with the, you know, whole, I do it myself thing. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we're trying to get in the car and, <laughs> and just anything. It's like, why are you fighting me? We're going to where you love this, you know, whatever it might, we're going to the park or the playground. You're ready to go. Why won't you get in your car? Did you, did you accidentally call him steward at some point? <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, no, three, Three-year-olds are pretty rough, but like Alex said too, also um, going from from one kid to two was a big transition too. So yeah, um, yeah. that that changed the game. So <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely yeah, because you go from uh, from man to man to zone defense at that point. So yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I totally understand for sure. That's, definitely, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Cool, Danny. What about you, man? Toughest uh, roughest transition for you? Well, I can. I'm only going to tell you if if it can't be used against me in being nominated or getting on the board or voting for me because <laughs> I have not handled it well. I am not doing well with it now. Um, and it's the the move moving my family from Georgia up here to Wisconsin. And um, you've been uh, very transparent world. about what's been going on. There, I, I, so you're I think, okay. <laughs> you know, in in hindsight, I feel like that I can look at it and say that was pretty much a, a success. You know, there were things that went wrong. We knew there were things that go, would go wrong. It's like a road trip or whatever. It'll be a great memory later. We'll laugh about it later, that kind of thing. Um, but overall, um, there's a lot involved with it. There's a lot of planning. Um, I was packing six months in advance. You know, we got, I mean, just, I had the contractors in the house the second day after we closed. Uh, I had them in the first day, but I wasn't sure we'd close, you know, on time or whatever. Um, but realistically, it was a, a success. But it's been, and it still is because there's, I, I mean, there's boxes everywhere. There's, you know, there's, we have rooms that don't have any furniture yet um, because we're, we have a, an office that we've, we put up first for my wife, first and foremost, so she could keep working and they still haven't replaced her window. Um, and it's a single pane garage window and she's going to be freezing once the cold weather hits, but um, they're out of windows. There's a window shortage or I don't know what's going on with it, but, but yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest part, biggest thing that I've run into, but I, I don't feel that I, I am um, 
done with it at all. And I don't feel that I've done my, well, I've done my best, but I don't think my best was good enough. <laughs> you know, it just seems like a lot of stuff just like drags on me and I'm burnout. So I don't want anybody to judge, you know, yeah. what I might be able to do when, you know, Dude, I'm you not moved, really, you moved across country, man, with, with a multitude of kids and lost a cat. Yeah, and, uh, a cat. I, you know, well, like, I mean, we, we've talked about cry, a lot man. of your, nope, nope. You're fine. We've talked about a lot of your story. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, I mean, you've, you've been through, you've been through quite a bit this uh, past few months. So I, I completely understand oh, yeah. that. Can, I, can you imagine me doing that every two years? Oh, no, man. I, I was talking I'm a, with uh, I'm already packing, brother. I'm right? already yeah. packing my garage. Everything is in boxes already. Yeah. So, you know, you, gotta you know, stay, it's coming. Stay, yeah, it's yeah. coming and it's yeah. hard. I mean, I can't blame you. But the, there's this thing called like we do a third path called good enough mode. Right. Mm -hmm. G.E.D. Yeah, uh, sorry. G G E M uh, gem and good enough mode means there's no time for anything else. So you have to get yourself in good enough mode and let your significant other or your family members, your kids know that it's okay. Like if there's boxes around the house, if there's stuff that's like, you know, on the couch or stuff that just lying around or things to be done, but mentally or physically, you're not mm -hmm. there yet. You are operating in good enough mode and that is totally fine. And, and, you know, as dads, stay at home dads, we, we are in good enough mode a lot of times during our life. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's okay. Those dads listening, Hey, it's okay. Good enough mode. Explain to your significant other what it is. Tell Sergio told mm -hmm. you and I'll do it. You just yeah, blame, yeah. blame it on me. <laughs> that's it. a great, do, uh, no, that's a great acronym, man. I've never heard that one before. Um, that's awesome. We do uh, progress, not perfection. That's, mm. that's really what we're doing with big projects like this. It's just, yeah, you didn't do everything perfect and it's not done yet, but you made progress, you know, um, learned that back when I was working with a lot of builders, they would have 30 houses they're building at a time and they would do something on every single house every day, no matter what, you know, even if it was just going in and changing a doorknob, they did something to progress that house. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe it's not, but it's going forward, you know, yeah. and uh, with something like this, uh, even without four kids, just like you said, Sergio and I talked with um, uh, Grady Black, who is yeah. uh, Air Force and or, or as retired Air Force and his wife is still in and they're planning a move and they don't know where, but they know it's coming. And he said, I have a finite amount of stuff around the house and that's it. I don't go buy out a bunch of stuff because I know I'm going to be packing it and have to move it again in another, yeah. you know, six months or a year, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, mad respect on that. But I appreciate the acronym. Yeah. acronym excuse me i think that's I a whole nother and that's a whole nother topic that i definitely want to that danny and i we need to do a, a store a whole like episode on is just the military in general so and and that yeah. kind of thing because i i just listening to you guys talk i've got some ideas on that but we'll digress on that i do want to ask some fun questions too along with tonight as long as with the serious ones and i'm, I'm kind of sad that alex had to go because i didn't really get his take on this but so home dad's home dad con is coming around this is actually your first home dad con Sergio, right? Like this is the first time you're coming. So I'm going to ask you a, a singular question and then I'll ask Danny and Lou question, a question that's more uh, in line with the veteran side of it. But what are you looking forward to um, coming to home dad con this year, Sergio? Man, I'm all in for the hugs and and, and handshakes. You better be. You better be. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big I'm a big guy, so I'm like a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I I think the the synergy that's created when you shake your hand and smile somebody and give them a hug uh, that lasts along that fills your tank for quite a while. Um, I think that's one of the big reasons that it's important to meet in person. So I am really looking forward to seeing all those smiles, uh, all those dads who are taking uh, time for themselves, uh, just like me, and are looking to be uh, just a regular Joe amongst other hundreds of dads. You know, no responsibilities, just looking to take care of themselves. And we each do it in our own way. You know, there's the dad who's sitting in, uh, you know, eight hours in the convention. There's the dads who's getting coffee. And there's the dads who ate something bad the night before and it's in the <laughs> toilet, you know. Uh, and there's the dad who needs to step away, check on the kids, uh, video call. And, you know, there's, a, uh, there, there's dads who go up and take a nap because they are just exhausted from traveling. Uh, and you know, they don't get many of those. So I am just looking forward to spending time with each of and every one of you and, and, um, just, you know, uh, being myself around, uh, that's, I think it's, uh, something that I haven't done, done in quite a while. So ever since February 4th, what was it? 2018, uh, 2019, yeah. 2019. Um, 2019 so it's been a while um i don't know how to react i am um, i'm not sure like you know after this pandemic uh last time july 4th uh we went to a concert here in uh fort bragg it was it was a band that i knew some songs but i never seen in person of course they're not from my age it's uh foreigner oh foreigner uh, yeah oh, foreigner yeah and they had a huge concert here in Fort Bragg. It was like 50,000 people. And my wife took me there. We bought some beers and we left our daughter with her grandma who was here visiting. And they started playing and I started crying because I didn't know. I'm a musician uh, by profession. That's one of my professions. And I never knew if I was going to be able to make it to a massive concert ever again. Like mm. it really touched my heart. You know, I still get yeah. sentimental uh, because I didn't know where humanity was going. Like it was scary. Yeah. And as, as you know, caretakers, how, how do you come with explanations when you're scared, when, you know, like you don't even know what tomorrow is going to be like. So um, uh, this for me is getting back to normal. It's like the first step towards getting back to normal with my fellow dads and which is a community that I serve every day. So that's what I'm really looking forward. And, you know, if you want to have a cigar, hit me up. We're going to go to a lounge. And Heck yeah. <laughs> um, just hit me up. And if you don't have a cigar, don't worry. I'll bring some, something for you. <laughs> Love it. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, definitely lighting up a cigar with you if, for sure. If you'll bring them and we, if we don't have any, then I absolutely don't have any, I'm not even smoking one now. This is a complete fake and yeah, <laughs> maybe a cigar. Man. No, 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 I'll have, I'm, I'm planning on picking some up when I get there. So Oh, shoot. So, all right. Uh, Lou, you, you've been coming around since 2016, Raleigh, uh, so you've been to Raleigh, Orlando, Minneapolis, uh, you know, coming up to Cincinnati Portland. here in Portland. Portland. Sorry, I forgot about Portland and, and Portland. Uh, what is it that what what do you um, what do you love about the convention? Do you have like a favorite thing about Home Dad Con? Um, you know, uh, I, I obviously like uh, seeing all the other dads that are they're doing the same job that I'm doing. Uh, it makes me feel it makes me feel important. It makes me feel like like you know i have a real job which i do and my job is to take care of my kids and yeah uh it's 
it's like on the job training for dads, you know? Yes. And, um, you know, I also enjoy the break. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice to sleep in the hotel and relax and get my coffee and travel by myself and right. see new cities. And, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all been, uh, it's why I keep coming back every year. It's just, uh, I feel like I, my wife knows that I come back like a new man. Like I, I feel mm -hmm. I come back refreshed and recharged and ready to do my job yeah. better. And, um, so no, that's great. And, uh, are she's, very, she's very, she's very supportive of me going. So, uh, I, and honestly, like Danny and I talked about that, that is, that is key. Yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. to, to come into this yeah. uh, convention is, uh, having your yeah. wife on board for, or your spouse yeah. on board for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm curious, like, uh, I know Danny's, I pretty much know Danny's itinerary. <laughs> um, but for you, for Sergio and Lou, I, I was curious, like, are you guys coming in early to do any of the like Thursday extra stuff? Are you guys getting to do any of that beforehand? Or are you coming in right at the get go of like the convention Eve? I'll be in early Thursday morning. So I, I should be able to make your uh, tour of the. City, oh, nice. So. Awesome. Very cool. Same here. Coming yeah. in Thursday morning, leaving Sunday afternoon. So Try to get the most out of uh, out of this continued education for stay-at-home dads, which is what we do. Definitely, no, oh, that's great, man. I'm, I'm glad you guys are getting to come in early and uh, you'll get to experience some of the city and and see things. I'm really excited to to show it off to everybody. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Uh, Danny, what about you, man? What's, I mean, I, I imagine you can probably pick a bunch of different things and we've talked about a lot of things, but, uh, over the, over the episodes and stuff, but, um, it, do you have like, a that specific thing that you just, this is why, or, you know, this is my favorite for home dad con. Um, just no, a resounding. A yes. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a favorite child, like you said, you know, um, but the camaraderie I think is, First and foremost in my mind, being able to get back with um, like Lou, the guys that I've met before. And every time I see like Lou and Alex, I'm like, hey, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Even just in a video chat, you know, um, but getting to, to hang out with the guys that really understand what I'm going through and what I'm doing. You know, um, I'm really looking forward to eating my own food. That's a that's a big one for me because uh, I don't I mean, I never get to I'm like, oh, what are you eating <sighs> here? You want me to make you one? Okay, come on. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also looking to, at some point, going into during uh, one of the breaks during the sessions into the men's room and knocking on every single door and going, Dad, Dad. <laughs> because, you know, you, you have to feel like you're at home. You know, you want to feel like, you know, that they're, they're going. But, um, uh, but there's, a, there's several sessions that we've talked about previously on the podcast that I, I really am looking forward to. Um, I really want to meet the past presidents. And I really want to have an opportunity to talk to them. Um, and then Dr. Bob, uh, just to hear him, I don't need to talk to him. I'm going to, I'm probably get starstruck, you know, and just be like a little stupid fanboy and just stare over in the corner and take pictures of him or something. Cause um, for um, Sergio and um, Lou, if you haven't heard of him, he started home dad con years and years and years ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he really is. And, to see where it's come in 25 years has got to be just mind blowing for him. I don't think you could imagine that you would have any part of developing such an amazing um, uh, network and convention and just everything else that's come from it. Um, but the fact that he was there at the very beginning when, when stay at home dads were really rare 
Um, then we didn't have the organization. We didn't have the network. You're kind of, you know, it's like snail mail to get stuff to each other, you know, <laughs> and to think of how it is today with the groups that we have and, you know, all of our social media and everything else. Um, so I'm really kind of looking forward to meeting him. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting Shannon to uh, autograph my book because um, <laughs> I'm a dork like that. Um, and, uh, and I really kind of want to meet David Stanley up, up in person as well. Uh, I've just read a lot about him and I've talked to him. Well, I haven't talked to him, but we've like <clears throat> chat on Facebook and what, what have you. Um, so it's just getting to meet the guys that are really, this is the reason the organization is here. And this is the reason the organization is moving forward, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and no, then definitely. hugs, yeah. all the hugs. hugs. And, yeah. And, 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 and Brock, good job to you and the team this year. I, I this looks like there's some going to be some really good uh, breakout sessions. I noticed, um, probably the best I've seen since Portland. So. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, that's uh, it's, it's been a group effort of a lot of guys. So <laughs> that's a big compliment. Portland was tippy top. That was, yeah. Portland was big. I, I missed Portland. Minneapolis too. They, I mean, honestly, like ahead, I, I, all the, you know, all the conventions have, they've all been different. Like that's the one thing that we've talked about is like, they all have their different like pieces to them. And uh, I, you know, I, my goal was to try to bring as much diversity to this convention, um, compared to some of the other ones. I, I feel like, you know, I've accomplished that goal and especially with just all the different, uh, speakers that we have coming in. I think my biggest accomplishment is probably getting Al and miles to come and talk about, uh, just the things that they've gone through as a father and son and transition and being able to talk about, about that. And I feel like there's a lot of us that are in the dark, like myself who have absolutely no idea, like what that would even be like. Uh, um, and so to be able to hear it, um, you know, in that sort of scenario where they're right there in front of you, um, is going to be probably one of the, the biggest highlights for the convention for me. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I, I'm I'm getting kind of emotional about it because it's like it's so close. <laughs> yeah. I, and I have moments where I like have want to have like a nervous breakdown, and then there's other moments where I get super excited about it. And uh, uh, it's just one of those deals where it's like you know I'm holding a lot of reins with a lot of other guys, and you know as the days go forward, you slowly can let certain things go because they're taken care of. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having you guys there and. Honestly, like I really encourage anybody that's listening uh, to the podcast that's been listening through this. Like, if you've got questions for these guys that weren't answered or weren't asked, um, that you reach out to them. Uh, that was the one thing that when when I ran for the board, I had guys that asked me questions, and then I also had guys. And Sergio, I'll just put this up here because I know you're the new guy on the block. Um, there are some guys who might be like who is this guy? He's new. Like this is his first home dad con. And I'm just going to tell anybody that's listening right now, don't let that, that, that whole idea be the reason that you don't consider, you know, bringing somebody on who's, you know, brand new because look where I am right now. Like, honestly, um, I, that's the thing, yeah, like, right? Like just who's this weirdo singing baby shark wearing a shark costume? Yeah. Right. No kidding. I rock. I jumped all in on that. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> There's no video footage of that anywhere. I promise. <laughs> I promise. That's, that's why I liked you though, man. I mean, it was, it was again, being willing to jump in with both feet. I still have that shark. costume. I think of course, probably got it on like a <laughs> pedestal or, you know, hey, hanging you, up in you, a glass case. You, you should bring it. You're close to home. So, so oh, I'm I mean, not bringing it. I, I want to get. 
<laughs> it will get pulled out for Halloween's Halloween. My wife, up. my wife, yeah, well, yeah, my, yeah. My, my daughter was like, you're going to wear the shark costume for Halloween this year again, are you? <laughs> what are you going to say, Sergio? <laughs> no, I was going to, I was, I wanted to like ask you a question because yeah, I know it's, this is about us, but how do you feel like this time, uh, you know, the convention is going to be in your backyard? Like, how do you... You know, because all of us are looking forward to the travel time and, you know, like getting there. How, what is the difference, you know, and, and how, how are you looking forward to that? Oh, man, that's a great question. <laughs> Actually, my wife and I just sat down today and talked about like how we were going to play this, because unlike all of you guys where it's like, hey, I'm jumping on a plane. Peace out. See you later. Like, I mean, I'm just driving 20 minutes down the road to where this is at. And so we had to sit down and have a very serious conversation about like timing like how is this going to work out because like my kids are in school still um and i typically take them to school and pick them up and she's working all day and she's taking some and she's taking time off but with the fact that there are guys coming in early like for instance like joe saladino comes in on monday night and he's staying here <laughs> you know and and we we're planning on hanging out and then on uh and then i think basically like we're going to do dinner and I'm going to take him out to like one of the local breweries nearby. But then on Tuesday, um, I'm going to go drop the kids off at school. And then he and I have to go like pick some stuff up and run some different errands and things. And I want to like show them around the city and stuff. And then I'm picking guys up in the afternoon. And so I had to ask my wife, I'm like, so I know you mentioned that like you could do like a lot of flexible time, what does that look like now? Because she also yes. got a promotion recently, but she was all mm -hmm. like, well, I have flexibility. And I'm like, let's talk about that. And so yeah. that was, that's, that was a key uh, conversation because she was like, all right, I got to just be able to block out time for different things, you know, picking up the kids and whatnot. And I just said, all right, well, this is going to start like Tuesday afternoon. Are you cool with picking the kids up on Tuesday afternoon so that I can go pick up guys at the airport? And then basically like, I'm going to come back here to the house. Like, probably give everybody hugs and kisses and then head out the door and you're not going to see me the rest of the week because Tuesday night I planned on staying at the hotel with everybody because Wednesday morning Danny and I got to go get the vans for the bourbon tour and so I was like I can't go drop off the kids on Wednesday like we had thought we were going to do and I was like so basically Wednesday it's like you're on like you know actually Tuesday yeah. afternoon you're on and honestly like I love my wife and she is like Lou was saying like she's very like my my wife is very supportive and the fact that she's willing to make these adjustments and her work schedule especially from the standpoint of like she's working still all day on Wednesday and Tuesday and she's you know taking that time to go pick up the kids and stuff and my kids for five and, and eight are amazing when it comes to like all right like you've got homework to do and then like you know they can function themselves very well in the house so there's not a lot of like oh my god is my house gonna like be burning type of deal um they she can work and, and do that kind of stuff with them so that's nice but yeah just that's that's what it was it was a very detailed logistics conversation that we sat down and talked about uh today and uh got it all squared away to where basically i can be the host and be around everybody and you know be mm -hmm be what be who i need to be for the week which is not a stay not not a like not the primary caregiver for the for the, exactly. the rest of that week and so um i'm very appreciative of that and uh you know i also too like she uh i sent her away last weekend on a mom's camping retreat with uh, a bunch of other moms just to give her a chance to get away 
for a weekend and mm -hmm. just to disconnect herself. And so she's had some time away. Um, and so I'm getting some time away too. Um, and then, um, and then I have a surgery coming up in November for my shoulder. So, uh, we'll get to spend a lot of time together because she'll be taking care of me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <nice. laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, I mean, but that's what it came down to was just trying to set things up and just being very upfront and honest about this is what needs to take place. And is it possible? And me being very much open to the fact of, if she had to say, no, like I need you this, like being okay with that because mm -hmm. you know, her job is super important and needs, right. you know, things. And it's like, if I've got to take and change things around, then I was ready to do that. And she was very open to being like, Nope, I got it. You're good. Go do what you're, go do what you've been planning for two years to do and just knock it out of the park. And that's that whole mantra of the whole idea of like, you know, she has to succeed or I have to succeed so she can succeed so that we yes. can succeed uh, mentality from uh, Incredibles too. And uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of times that's usually the gears that we're hitting on, not all the time, but most of the time. <laughs> so yeah, no, I appreciate you asking me that. Man. Awesome. And, and it seems like, it, I, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like when you're away for a couple of days, there's, when you come back, there's like a lot more love, right? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, my wife, like she appreciates what I do mm -hmm. at home a lot more when I'm away. Exactly. And, and I kind of like, you know, love this breaks because it's not only a break for yourself, but it's a break to, for your significant other to value what you do 24 seven. Distance makes yes, the sir. heart grown fonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and makes you miss your house cleaner. No, I was kidding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who's the maid coming back? When is the laundry fairy coming back? I miss right. him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I expect to see a lot of pizza boxes and uh, you know, just do the kids go to school? I, I mean, it's fine, but do I have to go talk to a teacher? Let's, yeah. Like we said last week, make sure that you at least let your uh, wife know where the toilet paper is in the house. Like That's right. Keep that listed. <laughs> We had, we had a guy, we had, we had a guy a few years ago who his wife had to text him and be like, where is this stuff? <laughs> so, <laughs> where do we keep the toilet paper? I mean, uh. if you think about it, like you're stocking it, you're putting it out there. Like, you know, she ends up yep. being at home and like, Oh, I don't know where any of this stuff is that kind of deal. So yeah, definitely write those lists out, you know, set, set, set your uh, partner or spouse up for success when you go away. So well, guys, uh, honestly, this has been a real pleasure to get to talk to you uh, and just be able to hear what you had to say i didn't know if i would have even gotten the chance otherwise to do this and i think that with the fact that we have the podcast i, I could not uh pass on this opportunity to bring everybody on and and you know get the opportunity to to just converse and uh have a fun roundtable discussion so thank you all for coming on tonight uh and i really do wish you all the best of luck it is going to be a very difficult vote i i uh i, I think that that is uh something that everybody will agree on and uh like i said whoever whatever for whichever one of you four does not like get into the board um i will be there to come right around you and be like all right like well, let's go do some let's go do something within like volunteer wise and get and get things going because there's plenty of areas to get involved in so but mm -hmm. um aside from that uh, like I said, thanks so much, guys. And I really am looking forward to seeing y'all in about a, in just a few days. <laughs> it's yep, yep. crazy. It's just going to be in a few days. So I've got hugs for everybody. So just be ready. Bring it. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, y'all have a good day. And uh, like I said, I'll see y'all real soon. And thanks, everybody, for okay. listening. And we'll be back. Great. Maybe not this 
following week just because it just depends on how things are going to go. But we'll eventually get you some content here very soon because Home Dad Con is kind of crazy sometimes. So <laughs> with that, have a good one. We'll talk to you all later soon. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.